And now for our feature presentation. What up, what up, what up? We back in business. And I'm going to just say this. Stop talking about my old music. I can listen to whatever I want to listen to. I'm glad you used my real name on the show. I'm Everybody sorry, knows let's my real name. We don't even have to start okay. over. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> it's cool. Um, and That's a rookie mistake. It's been a while. Hey, my look, bad. I'm going to keep it real. Jazz is like a YouTube. Like, I don't know. She's a YouTube connoisseur. First of all, like, I pay for the YouTube premium, so that's number one. Is that why you use that Pretty shit? Much. Right. I need What's you to quote? get Spotify some we shit. We got a special man. guest, a surprise guest. Dan's in the building. Hi. <laughs> oh, my God. With that modest ass high. Hi. Stop being weird. <laughs> Not being real, I'm just being honest. Honest about what? Hi? Fucking life. Okay. Life. Anyways, I like YouTube. Fuck you if you don't. Just kidding. Too harsh. Tell the people I'm what sorry. you was just listening to on the way down here. Uh, so you're not ashamed now, huh? <laughs> so yin yang. What are you going to do two years after what's the way work? <laughs> she got her hands up on it. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. I, yeah, whatever it was. Oh, Y, I, Y, I, if you will. Episode what? Episode I what? I think it's 18. Episode 18. I'm pretty sure it's Of the 18. Jazzy World podcast is here. Welcome back. Thank you all for being with me. Particular shout out to Reed. Oh, now you know. My, now you <laughs> know what to call it. me now. Dang, it's not about the mistakes you make in life. It's about <laughs> how you correct them. Give me that much message. <laughs> <laughs> We're back, man. It's we been are a back. while. It's been um. It's been over a couple two months. months. It's been, a couple it's been months. over two months. You know, last so. one was July sixth, I believe. Yep, I think it was right around there. Yeah. So. We're back, back, back and better. Back and better. Back in business. Okay. Um, we're gonna start off, as always, with gratitude per usual. And you I'm put first. you on the spot to do you, you no. First. Okay, I'll go first. Yep. Ain't yes. no thing. Yes. You know what? As I was driving down, I was grateful for so many things, and I'm gonna just shout out the little. I don't want to say petty because you know it's it's not it's a life. It's not petty. I'm grateful for uh, Google Maps. Okay. Because. Um, I have put this address in, you know, in a, what is it, in disclosed location. But uh, <laughs> I put it into Google Maps, and they have a speed trap thing now. Oh, yeah, they got wave yeah, on like, it. Yeah, like, there's wave. a speed trap ahead. Sometimes it's accurate, sometimes it's not. But, I mean, thank you, <laughs> you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm appreciative of that. Okay. Google Maps, a little quick shout-out to them. Um, but, oh, go oh ahead. sorry, I got, uh, got I was just trying. I was for. just ready to get my gratitude out there. because bad. I'm I'm grateful for the police officer who um who let me go when he clocked me doing 82 on a 45. Okay. About a about a month back, he Shout let out me live. Officer Kenny. Officer, <laughs> whoever you are, random Caucasian man out in the middle of but fuck nowhere, well, how'd you Michigan. Get out of that? I I just told him like, hey, look, and I was drunk, mind you, I'm hungover. You know me, I'm about to take this road trip back to Chicago. I got right. weed in the car and I didn't have it put up like it was just right there. Because I was like on some rolling up while I was driving. Um, I was running late. True story. I was running late to get back out to Chicago to go see my tax man because he fucked up my taxes. And I need to sign my amended taxes. Mm. And um, I told him that. I'm like, look, bro, that's why I'm out here speeding. He's like 82 and a 45. Right. He's like, you know, you literally went around me. Sir. I, I was going around. my right. I was. I don't. But He's like, sir, he was passed like, me. He was like. <laughs> Well, what time did you need to be in Chicago? I'm like, well, shit, I need to be there at motherfucking 9 o'clock. It's 8.32 in fucking Michigan. How so. far away were you? 
for like four hours. Okay. <laughs> I was the beginning of the trip. Like I wasn't All even right. off the back roads. I hadn't even got to the highway yet. Right. So he let me rock. And then when I went to the. What did he say, though? What did he say? Yeah. Chill the fuck out, right. basically, in, in layman's terms. He was just like, you know, slow down, chill out. Because I was drunk. I was hungover. Mm-hmm. Period. Drunk that, from the night before. That's why I was, you know, on it like I was. And right. So, yeah. And, and when I went to court for the ticket, because I didn't just pay it out. Because I didn't know about points, you know, points and the point system. So you didn't get a ticket, but. I got a ticket. Oh, okay. But he but didn't, like, arrest you or. No, he didn't arrest me or nothing or like that. No, but. you drunk. Okay. But I didn't pay the <laughs> ticket. Because when I went to go pay the ticket, the chick at the uh, courthouse was like, hey, you're about to get four points for this. You might want to go to court, talk to the woo-woo. I'm Try like, to fight it type of thing. Yeah. I'm right. like, I don't know nothing about points. We ain't got the shit in Illinois. Or we just got the point system. So I'm not, you know, familiar. How many points are you at? It was. I got zero points. And this was about to be four points. Oh, okay. So, Isn't like six points? <laughs> Damn. Are you going to be on the show or not? I am. You talking about six points, seven Driving points. for the license. How many points it? does it take to get your shit suspended? I don't know. See, I, don't, see, I, I drive safe. Wow. I drive safe. No, I don't get don't. in trouble out here. No, okay. So, I ain't got no points. <laughs> so shout out to the police officer anyway, who let me right. off. Basically. Don't get mad at me because I'm not a criminal. Okay. <laughs> Aside from Google Maps, I did just want to, you know, say that I'm grateful for, you know, just steady progression and, and second chances. Um, I consciously made the decision uh, as of recent, you know, I'm going to just basically just chill out on the drinking. <gasps> Been a week sober. Oh, no my God. Deal. Nobody say anything. <laughs> <laughs> a week sober. No big deal. A six day you week know, or a seven day week? Seven day week, Sunday to Sunday. Okay. You know, and um, <laughs> I just feel like at the end of the day, there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of reasons. Um, first and foremost, it's. You know, we laugh, we joke, we friends or whatever, but it's actually a serious issue because alcoholism runs on both sides of my family. Um, aside from me having an addictive personality just in general, um, my grandfather died from cirrhosis of the liver. My grandmother has a history of a fatty liver, which, you know, leads to cirrhosis of the liver. So it's just time I'm almost 30. You know, cat's out the bag, jazz almost 30. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Almost 30. So, I mean, like, just, you know, talking with my significant other, another cat out the bag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really can't stand you. That, hey, hey, so that's why relationship <laughs> advice from the singles kind of disappeared, y'all. Yeah, we, we haven't been shanking <laughs> for a while now. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like, just, I guess, having somebody who cares and who sees you more regularly than anybody else. It's like, okay, this is actually really a big issue for you. And, you know, I care enough to say something. And you're, when your body starts to shut down from, I don't know, 10 years of partying, it, that's it. Like, oh. You don't get a second chance from that. old bitch vibes. You know, I mean, man, I'm the old bitch at the club. Like, the old I'm, bitch the, I'm the old the... bitch at the wow. club. Seriously. If I walk I in the club, I'm the old wanna, bitch there, period. You can own it or not. That's a fact, baby. That shit gets slapped Those on you. Talk about baby, I know, I'm baby. Stuff in the fucking club bathroom mirror, like damn nigga, you look old as fuck. You got gray hair and a beard and shit. Well, that's the difference between me and you. I don't look old. I am old. You, so you now you want to say you, you know what? something else you want to say? I, I was about to say some bullshit. I was about to say some bullshit. I thought we was with the shit. You know, I was about to say some bullshit. Because if you go back through jazz, you know. IG feed, you okay. know what I'm saying? If you go back a couple years, you know All what I'm right, saying? Stalker. Let me use the right word. <laughs> Jazz has matured. Definitely. You know like what I'm saying? Line, you know? She's matured. 
You know what I'm saying? Don't, so don't let her sit up here and say like, oh, you know, I'm not cracking. I don't look like a mom. Okay, well, I'm maturing. Like, You're aging. I'm aging You're like getting, fine wine, though. I, I look, I'm 28. I look better than 18. Ooh. I mean, those are just facts, you know, so. Those are just facts. But I want to keep that, you know, keep that going. Keep that same energy pretty much. And, like, it's about getting serious now because, like, I actually, I just went to brunch with one of my friends um, out in Lansing. And we were talking about, you know, just this. Uh, because I told her that I wasn't drinking, and first thing she asked me when we sat down and got together was, "Was I pregnant?" And when? I was like, "No." Is there a no, baby on deck? You know? And that's actually the first thing that Dan asked me: "Was I pregnant?" Well, we're gonna get the kids a little bit later, but I'm not pregnant for the record. I'm just trying to be a better person. I'm just trying to live my best life in the in the best way, not as in partying. And kudos to you for just wanting you know? to make that change in your life. Kudos to you. Thank you. Thank Bless you. Thanks. <laughs> Get away with the ad libs, dude. I'm done. I'm so done. So you don't want me to be positive. I do, but All right, I'm saying bless up. <laughs> He's trying to bless you up. I just hate it. Take your blessings. I will. Message. But, uh, we need a recording. Where's the cameraman? <laughs> we need to record me putting my hands around your neck. Why are you so I violent? I don't know. You don't have many friends. I don't. I do have friends. Not many. Yes, I do. That tolerate you. <laughs> Okay, they all love me. Uh, that's not what I asked. <laughs> that's not what he you. Yeah. They give me a small doses, therefore they are fine. Who leave parties with you? All right, here we go. <laughs> here we go. But anyways, I had, you know, this is a beam that I seen a while ago, and it's like you want to allow the space from where you're at to, you know, excite you, not terrify you. And that's where I'm at with life right now. I'm really excited. About to get my teeth corrected, actually, as of October 1st. So that's coming up. Hoping to have those off by the uh, 30th birthday. So that's, and I would just, really, by 30, I just have, I just see myself being in the best shape physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally, financially, that I can be. And it's totally possible, you know. Because, um, like, oh, so back to my, you know, brunch with Kriya, she was like, you know, 30s is kind of like, you, this is the time you kind of open your eyes like, all right, I got to get my shit together, you know, because who do you know in their 40s that have been like, all right, I got to get my shit together? No. Oh, I've known plenty of people who've had to get their shit together. It's just where they Had to or wanted to. Needed to. Okay. <laughs> those, are, those are actually three different things, you know? <laughs> those are three totally different things. But by if you start to get your shit together when you're, like, around 30, not to put time frames because everybody's life is different, and I don't – I hate just – Putting people in boxes Stereotypes like that. or, yeah. you know, generalizations rather. But, I mean, 30 is a really good age to, like, all right. Get your shit together. Get your shit together. Or figure out what direction Co- you're about correct. to be Correct. Because if you wait another 10 years, now you're just in a different bracket. Yeah, you might get left behind. You might get left behind yeah. just in every aspect of, of life, you know. Yeah, friends and Friends, family, and, yeah, you know. Hold I mean, on. Everything. So, I mean, it's it's easier to start now and say, okay. I'm partied out. 20s were a great time, which I can definitely say that about my life. Party, <laughs> partied out sounds so. Partied. I'm, not, I'm always. I mean, partied I'm, out sounds like, damn, like the wall's blown out, shorty. No, God damn. hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm jazzed. It's always going to be a good time, but, you know, it's just about picking those times. Now you're about to have different types of good Correct. times. Correct. I'm about to have good times. Like, 850 credit score. Oh, you know, okay. Cheers, you know. Credit on fleek. You know. Oh no, no, that that's definitely that's definitely what you need to be getting together in your thirties, if nothing else. Correct. If nothing else, get your fucking credit together. And it's about like 
credit is so deep and people don't really even realize it or analyze it i recently got onto experian i go ahead and pay the like 20 dollars or whatever the hell it is a month because it tells me what's going on you know right. and it's things like you know you know certain things affect your credit but you don't necessarily know how they affect your credit right and this um app whatever tool tells me hey you put you know you this credit card has too much on it your credit card score went down or you just you know paid this balance off your credit score went up you know and then also it's about how much these are things affected because you know you might think oh i just paid off all my debt or i paid off this one credit card it was five thousand dollars but you still got six other credit cards you know that are above 30 percent right what was going you know right you what like, should have been the, the better move exactly. or the better option to go you gotta with. like really try to analyze that kind of stuff and uh so yeah get your shit together um, I'm really excited about the future. I don't say that I never have been, but it's just more like, okay, I'm about to be 30, and I just want things to be A1. I'm about to say, this is this episode might be named Jazz is about to be 30 because... Okay, no, because that insinuates that it's coming up this year. Well, I mean, you're just... I just love this 30 energy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I turned 32 years ago, and I didn't have this much energy for 30. <laughs> I promise you I did. They say 30 is a new 20? I guess. I don't know. I, I can see that. I can see how one would say that because in your 30s, you're more prone to still try and have the same type of fun you had in your 20s. You can't. You Physically, you can do it. Physically, <laughs> you think you might be able to do it the first five years, but um, in your 30s, you should have more experience from what you learned in your 20s, and that's what should make your 30s the new 20s. Because you're still young enough to move around and have all this exclusive and big fun, but you're old enough and mature enough to know, I know when to do this and do that right. now. I agree with all that, but also, like, I think kind of going off into a, a whole different conversation, I think 30s is a new 20 for many other reasons, because you think about the the shift in the United States of, you know, millennials having kids later. Right. You that, know, that is and, very true. And that is very true. And doing different things at different times. You know, at 18 years old, you know, 10 years ago, somebody was, not 10 years ago, but like, I guess, I don't know. I can't really say, talk about times right now, but, you know, once upon a time, a while back, 18 years old, you had, you were married, had kids. It was wild. Yeah, it was wild. There was a whole thing going on with women's rights. So you might, you know, stay in a relationship no matter how messed up it may be, blah, blah, blah. But now we have all these different things that have come about, you know, in the last 50 years or so. And it really alters it. And I think that, you know, the, the statement of 30s being the new 20s is, is, you know, might be kind of fantasy, but it's also like it's real shit. No, I think it's reality more you than know. fantasy. You really touched on something saying millennials having kids at a later age. Although I know a lot of niggas that had their kids in, in, in late 20s, but opposed to the people who were having teenager babies and right. early 20 babies. So, yeah, I, I feel it. Um, I think it's just the thing where, by and large, um, the demographic or the age group has went to college more done more traveling, maybe been exposed to a larger amount of money at an earlier age, so necessarily not getting caught up and wrapped up in having kids was the thing to do. I Part of the reason why millennials are having kids later on in life is because we have a lot more debt. True. True. <laughs> we br- we're we, more we, conscious we're about broke. 
Wait yeah, a minute, like I don't want cloud over everybody's head. I'm bro, because I don't want to be stuck <laughs> in the crib on a Saturday because of this little shitty motherfucker right here. Yeah, like I'm not. I part of the reason why I'm so hesitant on having children. I'm not financially in a place to be able to take care of another child. Or not, not another, another child. child. I'm sorry, my oh. bad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There are There's my, all types of cats coming. Secret love. There are my bad girls. Cats never, have a bag. Dan has never, a five-year-old named Sam. <laughs> never mind. Sammy. Uh, he's gonna okay. We're going to get his picture online yeah. soon. He wasn't <laughs> hiding you from the world. He was hiding the world, the world from you. <laughs> yeah, so that's out there. <laughs> but, but seriously, having a child on average takes up 20% of your actual income. Nah. Can't go. I don't understand how people can afford to have children. Are you too? I, is, I, I think don't I'm get too it. selfish for this shit right now. I'm yeah, still too it's, selfish. It's that, and, you know, because debt for me is a high priority. I've been paying off credit cards, building up every single thing else. So paying several hundred dollars a month to take care of debt, student loans, or anything else. Best, because that's, Let's yeah. go back to several hundred. Yeah, daycares are like no. I'm talking about yeah. daycare. Gee, they like thirty five dollars a, a week. A week, and that's on a low end. Hold on, you said what? It's like two fifty. Yeah, I know. A for month. Like a lo- uh, no, yeah, no, no, no. That, a week. Yeah. A week yes. for a little for and that, one and that's a kid. Shit. Yeah, and that's not that's like you found like a debt like to get you somewhere because also because of like child care stuff, you can only go to the one that's in your like area, um, like for actual like early childhood head oh, start some, stuff, school district type shit. Yeah. Um, so there's huge backlogs of this stuff. And you're talking about $250 a week for a real young, like, child. And that's if you find, like, a good program. Other cities, it can be several hundred, like, more than that. So to me, doing that and working while waiters in America are stagnant, have an increase of the last 20 years, and the average U.S. household, like, individual has $25,000 in credit card debt. Damn. So... So to me, <laughs> I don't understand what we like this. What the fuck we're doing? Yeah, because <laughs> so it, so it's actually a conversation I had uh, with my girlfriend about America and our perception of a cat's out the bag. Dan's got a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna just get my cat that okay. out the bag oh, too. Oh, oh, I'm single. <laughs> Ain't no cat coming out the fucking oh, bag. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was gonna be a drum roll. Okay. So. <laughs> Convo that we Moving had about on. about American, you know, the dream that we have is that you go to college. So you go to college, you Which get in is debt. Bullshit. Yep. So you go to college, you get in debt. Um, you come out, and make an average wage. The average wedding, because you're expected, because you're expected to get married. Especially uh, if you're going that traditional American yep. route. That traditional next, middle class so, route yep. that, that everybody's chasing. The next step of progression. Yep. So you're, so the average college student has $30,000 in debt. The average wedding costs $33,000 for you to invite a bunch of friends and families who you really don't give a fuck about. And who your I don't fuck with. I don't yeah. like none of you niggas. On the but home you home. feel obligated because they invited. They, yeah. <laughs> they invited you or right. they invited your mama or some shit. So you feel like you got to invite them. Right. And then you got, and then you got to get a home because that's expected of you. So you got to get a home because we're taught that you're stupid if you pay rent. Right. So you buy a home which you don't own. The bank owns it. You just take you care of all the, the ma- land. You don't yeah. Own the, the bank, bill. the banks own, own the property, but you take all of the risk with the debt. Uh, yep, yep. The debt that comes along the with it. They make three the, times the amount of money on the bitch. Oh. And if the furnace goes out, your ass pays for it. Right. But if let the, you not. If the pay. land value goes down, that depreciates your house. But that's yeah. okay because we don't give a fuck because you still need to pay us. Right. What you bought this motherfucker for? Yeah, so it's it's one of the biggest fucking scams that we like. Just the American 
American Dream is a big ass. Yeah, is that yeah. so? You talk about a household. So you got a house. You got credit card debt, which the average family just talking about individual low terms is ten thousand. Um, upwards, a lot of millennials have twenty plus thousand. So let's say ten thousand is what you have. You got married for thirty three thousand. You got thirty thousand in student loans, and you just had a kid, and you're expected to be able to save for retirement and not have to ask the government to be able to take care of your children. Oh, and put they ask to, to, and I'm supposed to do all. I'm supposed to do all of this on forty hours a week for my great job that I got from my yep. college. You're probably degree. making about forty thousand. Yeah. Oh, on, really? on average, and if you really want to retire and be able to take, like, be able to keep the same forty thousand dollar life uh, style that you've had, you need to have at least two, three million in the bank because American, we're living longer. So you retire at sixty five, and majority of motherfuckers are living till ninety beyond. So you need to have thirty years worth of salary because it used to be like you retire, and motherfuckers be dead in, in ten years. So that'd be fine. Nah, niggas is living thirty years past that, yeah. and it's crazy you say that about having two, three million dollars saved up. My mother, um, she was sitting at the bank the other day, not sitting at the bank, but sitting at her computer the other day. She had a printout from the first year she started working all the way up until when she retired. How? And I, I don't know some, <laughs> some type of financial scorecard where it shows how much she paid into social security because of how much she made. Oh, okay. Anyway, I just was fascinated by the numbers to just see how they went up. And I was curious. Right. I'm like, how much you think you made in your whole lifetime? She's like, I don't know. Like 1.2, 1.3. I'm like, no, you, you, you tripping. Right. So we get to adding all the shit up. Come to find out it's 3.5. So Dan's telling me that right now, me as a millennial, I'm a millennial, am I not? Mm-hmm. Me as a millennial, I need to have saved up what my mother made in her whole lifetime. To even live comfortably at a forty thousand dollar or fifty thousand dollar wage, because your retirement funds you're talking about, you don't actually want to. The reason why you say the um, three million is because you don't want to actually be able to touch your principal like money that you have. You want to only touch the interest. So, right. how much money do I need to like have in the bank where I can withdraw X amount of percentage? And, and like, it, you know what I'm saying, like, core. interest that I've made, like, off my money. Right. That I never had to touch the actual, like, value of the shit. Right. Without it affecting anything else. So when you talk about that shit, that is fucking ridiculous. So in that, why are we doing all of this shit? And why, when I was watching Friends, which is, <laughs> I know, because I got my white on. <laughs> so I was watching Friends and Monica, and they were talking about, um, she was doing some catering job or serving job, and they were offering... $19 an hour and she said no and this is 1996 right I graduated from college and my first job was 14 because I had to work my way up so it's so it took me three four years to be able to be like at like a good ass like salary but my first job because that's what we're used to I need to take a bullshit ass job to prove myself be in order to do right that because shit. you don't have the work experience because you chose to go to school and see yeah. and, and see one's always faced with the question of coming out of school if you've got good grades and you like to go to school continue on to college but what about if you're not that person who wants to go you to know school? what i would argue that because um it, it's not about good grades and just going on it's about what do you want to do what's going to make you happy in the future right because if you are going to be happy Working for somebody, get out of go out of high school. Start working then. If that's what you see you're doing, that's what your aspirations are. Then do that because I know instances of people that have done the school thing, you know, 
and went on to the whole master's program and I chose to get out after my, you know, two year degree took four years, another sort, another time. Um, <laughs> but after that, I was like, you know what? I there's nothing that and I remember having a conversation with Dan, conversation with everybody, my mom, you know, everybody and just saying, like, there's nothing that I've seen in my future that I want to do that necessarily requires school. Right. And I got out at that moment. Thank God I did, because I make more money and have for the last few years than, you know, the person that, you know, continued on to their master's. And now they're struggling because they don't have the work experience. Exactly. So they're trying to get a you know a, a different, better job, but don't have the work experience because they've been in school. So it really just boils down to each individual. Path. What do you want to do? do? Really want Does it require school, school or, or not? Or not? Right. You know, I think that's a major thing. I think that that goes further than anything. You know, and then I kind of want to touch back on just the concept of school in general because what does school teach us? What does elementary teach you? How to get to middle school. What does middle school teach you? How to get to high school. What does high school teach you? How to get to college. It damn sure doesn't teach you about credit, investing, saving, I, trades I anymore. Think, that's a, that's, a, that's kind of like a, a distant memory even. Um, and I feel like a lot of more people, um, men and women included, are more hands-on, you know, trade school material. And that's where that route they should be going. There's nothing wrong with that. I think now that I look back at school and what it was, like, to a certain extent, it almost feels like social experiment because everything you learn in school, you can learn at home. You really just go to school to learn how to interact with people. You go to school to learn how to work. It was uh, the, the concept of the whole school of being, having you in from X times X time would send your ass to the factory. So yeah, it, wasn't, it wasn't about, like, you going out here and doing it. It would just send you to the factory. You're getting used to, like, you got to be up at a certain time, right. be here for X amount of hours every fucking day, and be used to it. Because isn't that all a college degree is? It's saying, hey, for the past four or five years, I sat in somebody's classroom, got knowledge, retained it, yeah. repeated and, it, and I can show you that I can do that at and your job for however yeah, long. And don't get me wrong, the college experience is amazing. But that's what I but, mean by but it's not but one, but one but one of the things that's different when anybody tells you that uh, what is it that they pay that why are millennials so hell bent on college and anything else because they're they paid for it when they went to school so why do we want like a handout? But what they're not like comparing when you compare the numbers of college twenty or thirty years ago compared to college now um, inflation is completely different. Our wages are comparable to what people were making back then when they worked in the summer and paid for their whole life school. We can't do that. When they were talking no. about looking at college as a whole has increased over a hundred some percent, like in like numbers, like it is no when you know a lot of people in Congress who, uh, which I thought was interesting, somebody has said before Congress like this last like week, and they were saying that. Hey, did you all know that collectively they went down the list and told them about all the college they went to? When you went to college, based on inflation, you only paid a thousand dollars to go to school every semester. The average student now is paying fifteen and twenty thousand dollars. Like it's like all these different like shits. You all, when you say that, well, we worked our ways through this shit. Why can't you all do the same? College hasn't stayed. The same price. When I was at Western, it increased five times. Right. And ever since, and since I've been gone five years, it's increased every fucking year by three to five percent. Right. So when you talk about, I started at Western, it was three thousand dollars a semester for me to go to school, and then by the end of it, because the business college had a whole different fee they added on halfway through, it cost me six thousand right. dollars. I mean, I guess one's rebuttal to that yeah. would be 
well, that's the standard of the time you live in. But inflation is a real thing. And I think even with inflation, um, things evolve. So the type of jobs that could be had back when they were in school that might have been able to suffice this or suffice that, nowadays, you, there aren't a lot of um, manual labor jobs. And with manual labor jobs, I feel like even if you aren't the brightest, you can go work a manual labor job. Well, now, on the flip side of that, everything's real technological. I was and about to say, the robot's taking over. So you have to have a certain IQ. You have to have a certain wit or a certain thinking pattern to yourself to try to adapt in today's workforce. And for those people where I feel like it was across the board, anybody could get a job with general labor, I don't feel like it's like that now with all this technology. Now, some jobs like Amazon, where basically the work is work for dummies. They have a screen that tell you what to do every day. You know what I'm saying? But still, does one still possess the necessary arithmetic of knowing how to read, write, count, and read the screen? Because in my work experience, because I've worked in factories a lot, there are a lot of people who can't count. There are a lot of people who can't read. And one of the wildest things is there are a lot of people who can't see. And with all this technology, you have to be able to look at it, assess it, and be able to come up with general concrete or common sense solutions to things. And common sense isn't so common is what I'm saying. If I tell you pick this log up and drop it down over there, you can get that. But if I tell you that I need this particular size box and this particular item to go in that particular box at a particular rate over an hour, you might not be able to comprehend that even though right now, this is in comparison to you just picking up that log and dropping it over there. Now, still like what Dan's saying, like inflation. I don't think it's just inflation with money. I think it's inflation with intelligence as well. Like your basic person back in the day or the 50s, 60s, 70s could have a job and live. You, If you didn't go to college, you could have went and worked at the post office and that job worked for you. Now that shit don't work. You know what I'm saying? It really doesn't. You can have one of these factory jobs and be out of a job in two, three years because it's not set up for you to work there 20 years anymore. Well, also because a robot will have your job in the next exactly. three years. Exactly. And the robots is a real thing. Nobody wants to admit to that shit. Nobody wants to really admit to that shit. But I feel like the Internet is the precursor for the robots because the Internet stopped you from going and looking in a dictionary to just pulling out your phone and searching for a word. Now when this robot comes, well, hey, I'd rather send this robot in to do my job so I can control it from home as opposed to me physically going out and doing that. Like, um, Vroom. Have you seen Vroom? You guys familiar with Vroom? It's basically where you buy cars online. Okay, Instead yeah, going, I've heard of those things. When they yeah. bring it to the house. What, what type of shit is that? Because of the inconvenience. When did we as a society or we as people become so fucking busy that we couldn't take a Saturday out of one month and go sit down at the car dealership for five, six hours and really be sold a car as opposed to just going online, clicking some shit, numbers add up, I can pay for it. Boom. It's just really a I mean, it's all about, it is about convenience because I know when I had to get my car, it came down to, I mean, a lot of it was denial of me having to get a new car because my car was totaled. But at the, at the last minute, like, I didn't go to Vroom or whatever, but I did go to a dealership and it was kind of like, at this point, I'm an easy sale because I need a car. Right. I need a car, like, today. Right. Like, in the next, the next two times that I come, I need to be signing the paperwork for a car. Right. And, I mean, they had the upper hand on that. I, and, and I get that. But what I'm saying is, like, damn. Yeah. Damn. Like, 
buying a car is a very serious purchase. This is something that affects your credit. This is something that can affect you down the line. This is something that can affect your insurance, right? Why are we just so comfortable as a society of being like, mm, taking that five, six hours and really just having to deal with it? Like, when did we become that busy? It's crazy because on the commercials that I've seen for, you know, uh, maybe not Vroom per se, but just, you know, other companies like that, it's like you can online shop for your car while binge watching your favorite TV show. That's what they, and, that, and the, the, the five, six hours that you take to binge watch that TV show. You could have been up there getting your exactly. fucking car. Exactly. Like, I feel like, I feel like the thing about the internet and just different technologies is ignorance is bliss, right? So on the flip side of that, when you know too much, it's kind of overwhelming. Well, when you have access to too much, it's kind of overwhelming. You know what I'm saying? One might think they want a yacht. Because they might be able to obtain the type of money to buy a yacht. But do you really need a fucking yacht? Or do you really understand the, the maintenance and all the other things that come with it? It's not just a yacht. It's not just, I don't know, let's say $100,000 for this yacht. It's way beyond that. It's the investment that you have to make every year to maintain the yacht, to ride, you know, to gas it up. To or Do you have the money for the repairs? My point exactly. So back to this whole car thing and buy one online. Why the fuck are you just so willing to just run out and click some shit? and make that type of investment without going in person and looking at this. And I think it just I think it's inflation. And inflation might not be the right word. Convenience as well. I mean convenience it, loosely. It's convenience, but goddamn like a car purchase is something big. Buying a house is something big. This is a major purchase. There aren't going to be too many bigger purchases than this. What are you doing? average person in America or society that you're so fucking busy that you can't go do this. I think it just speaks to having too much access. Some people much rather go hit this day party because so-and-so is going to be there and it might be the event of a lifetime than taking out that Saturday and handling their fucking business. It's, I feel like the reason why I say word inflation is because inflation speaks to, hey, it used to be like this and now it's so much more for the same shit. Life used to be so much simpler. I remember being a kid and I go outside, I play sports, I come inside. Well, then video games came along for me. So I had the option of playing video games or going outside. These kids nowadays, look at all the fucking options they have. It's, it's so They'd much. They'd rather watch some kids play outside and have fun than. Bro, these kids <laughs> be on YouTube watching videos of grown ass people play with the toys they want. That shit makes no sense to me, but they're entertained by it. But they're only entertained by it because they actually have access to it. If they didn't have access to watching somebody play with the toy, I guarantee you that kid would be screaming, I want the fucking toy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think it's just real psychological just across the board. It's just a, a whole shit with all of it, with debt, college, all that stuff. The reason why we want good credit it's so that we can buy more shit. Exactly. That that's the only thing. Because uh, yeah. with better credit, they allow you to get more money. And a lower interest rate. Yeah. So they, <laughs> so they convince you that, like, hey, we'll give you money. Prove that you can pay pay this shit off. Then we'll give you even more, more money. money. That, it, that, to me, now, so my whole thing, you know, now, which I'm happy about, like, shit, if I don't have the money for something, I have no desire to have it. The only reason why is that if there's a car situation, like my car breaks down, Anything else that's an emergency. Other than that, if I don't have it, I don't want it. 
I don't want to. I want. I'm. I'm happy like getting out of this habit before I'm thirty. Like if I don't have it, I don't want it. And that's discipline. And I'm and I and I am right. fine. I can get. I can wait on it. That's I'm cool. The, but that's like, discipline though. Because because what ends up happening is that we we made the small purchase, and then we end up saying that ah well I pay it off next month or next shit. But then some other shit come up and like I just had this feeling like ah. Well, Meanwhile, it's only, yeah. the interest rate is thirty percent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. and, it's, and it's crazy that when you talk about like interest on college stuff, because I'm so aware of my credit now i recognize my student loans these are federal like shits and i don't know if anybody else like pay attention <laughs> i accrue 225 dollars a month in interest because i wonder and i was like Damn. how the fuck how the fuck am i like i'm paying off like my shit but my my credit score isn't going up as fast as i would like it to now i looked at back at another month where it went down i was like how the fuck did it go down i was like oh could i i i looked back through my records earlier this year somehow they added an additional twenty nine hundred dollars worth of interest shit at the beginning of the year and mind you i don't know where the fuck this came from i've never even looked i've never you know beyond this shit like that i've never decided to look at say like because i always thought you got student loan payments once you got them you got them you pay them whatever the minimum is yeah that's where we're at with it pay that minimum but you don't even know it's like okay it doesn't even like matter, you know, like with the shit. It's like, okay, you got your student loans. Now I'm saying, like, I'm curious with my fucking like lending price. What the fuck is this 2900 I'm not in school no more. So I'm okay. How is y'all even tagging this shit on? I'm like okay this. with the idea of like, okay, I got the 200, even though it's still a lot of fucking like interest, but I got 60000 in student loans. So I'm like, okay, that, that's. Cast on the bag. <laughs> it's like, that. that's fine. But when I was like, 2900 I'm like, I'm not even in school. That's. That's a classic too. Like, did, right. did, am I not aware of some shit? But because we're we're so accustomed to not even paying attention to these things, I am only just now looking at the fact that at the beginning of this year they added twenty nine hundred to my shit. Cause I I never cared about it. I never you, looked. It before. was just something that you just paid and just kept it pushing. Yeah, and yeah. and it was like I never looked that deep into my credit shit before right and figured out like what the fuck is this shit coming from like and how are you just tacking this shit on like and that's like yeah. that's another way ignorance is bliss you were blissful right. before you knew right. that yeah before you were but when you're ignorant to it it was blissful right i, I feel you on, i feel you on the student <laughs> loan and, and the funny thing about the student loans is when you get when you get those fed joints it ain't no oh i took 15 let me pay y'all back with eight nine and they could no they want the 15, they want the interest, and guess what? If you call us tomorrow, the number will probably be higher. <laughs> okay. because what they also don't teach you, like in school, it's not, yeah, you run, you, it's a whole, like, gambit. You get your money from the Fed, but they send your loan when it's done to a third party. And that'd be, to, and that'd be the and you don't And you don't have a control over who, where they, it send, goes. who yes. they send it to. Yes. And those are people that they add on their own All like the shit. Yes, yes. To like your stuff to process like your loans. Yes. So the government is who gives you your money, but yes. um, greater... Lakes, oh, yeah. great lakes, did, student did loans. You, did because you everybody, say great I'm lakes? Yeah, I'm familiar. I'm familiar. Every, everybody in everybody in our I have like, their number on my get, phone. Yeah, we all KBCC. get we all get them. And people in another part of the country, they have a whole nother like yeah. processor. Mm-hmm. But we don't have like. And when you talk about like the car shit, which is interesting, talking about like just the whole fucked up system of how much money we pay. You 
if you bought a car from GM directly, it would be cheaper than you going to a dealership. Of course. But the dealerships is lobby Congress, so that is illegal for GM yeah, to be able to sell you the cars. car directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have a monopoly that the dealerships that are in your area, they cannot have it. No other competition can open up. So while you see like Sealy and the rest of them, nobody else can open up a fucking dealership. Right. They have exclusive rights like to this shit. For the you, brand new cars. You, you have a used car dealership. You have to buy your car through them. But if GM, and they, so they tack on an additional three or four thousand dollars on so whatever the fuck price they said when they're talking about which is weird that you can see the same car at several different prices at other dealerships if you just bought this shit from the manufacturer itself they would tell you that this shit it's it's twenty thousand dollars period period you you want to know I, i'll tell you i'll tell you the first time i really came up on the scheme of haggling car dealerships I was 19 years old. You tried to get me hit. <laughs> I was 19 years old. I had a little bit of money, but I had a fire-ass credit score. Uh, shout out to my father. He took a credit card out of my name mm-hmm. when I was a child, bought a bunch of shit, paid it down, and actually closed it. So at 19, I had maybe like, I think a, I think it was either a 716 or a 720, okay? Ooh. And I, ha- I had a little bit of money in my pocket. So I went to the dealership, and I was there for maybe like seven or nine hours. But what I learned was this. When we sit down and we haggle over this price over this car, right? And I say, I got this for the down payment. Okay, you go in the back, you crunch the numbers. When they go get that loan for that car, that loan comes to the dealership. And that loan is in the dealership's name. And until you sign that paperwork for that loan, technically, that loan's not in your name. So what I'm saying is, you can crunch the numbers. We can get the number to right where we need it to be. And once they go get that loan to secure the financing for that car and they come back to you with that paperwork, walk the fuck off. Walk the fuck off. Leave. Why the fuck would you do that, right? Well, guess what? <laughs> this loan is now in this dealership's name. This dealership's not in the business of taking on credit. They're selling fucking cars, right? So what's going to happen over the next couple of days? This dealership's going to call you and say, hey, your car note was 360. Fuck it. We'll make it 340. We'll make it. 320. It's going to be like that Mike Epps when you talk about uh, when you break up with somebody, you call him and the messages get different. Be like, hey, Nick, <laughs> <That's right laughs> we just check on that car. Right. Hey, Nick, where you at? Nick, we need you. Please come by the car. We'll knock off $6,000. And that, and that's exactly what happened with my Monte Carlo. At my my uh, my car note originally was supposed to be 360 I came back four days later, and my car note ended up being 260 They ended up taking $100 off. And when I signed the paperwork finally, like Dan said, people like tacking shit on and you not knowing and being aware. Car salesman, black guy, he was mad and happy. He was like, as a black man, I'm happy to see what you did. You know, you know your shit. He's like, as a car salesman, fuck you. I didn't make any money off of this car. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, like Dan is saying, if we had more knowledge of what we were dealing with, I think people would move differently. But I've got to respect Dan for having that discipline and saying, hey, I don't have it. I don't need it because me, my black ass, like these black and blue fucking 12s that just came out yesterday, these Jordans, I would say, hey, they're $220. I've got $120. we are going to charge the other 100 right. I need those fucking Swipe shoes. It. Swear. And, and that's what I would do. It's about proper planning, though, because like you took and even like obviously we're friends outside the podcast. So you were like, you know, this is what you do. But I still got into the pinch where I was like. I need a car right now. Really right. doesn't matter what car you sell me. I don't really care the price even because I need a car. Right. 
period. Right. Like, you know, and that's what that's the, the pickle, if you will. And, that, and that'd be life. That'd be life and situations and things. I mean, it that definitely happen. was. Right. You know, but that's proper planning. Right. You know, and True. that's having the means and the savings and whatnot. And that's where you can use your credit responsibly. Exactly. You know, like, okay, well, this is a necessity right now. I need to get a rental until I can, you know, have the, the funds or the, the, you know, calculated risk of buying this car. So that's where it kind of comes in. So message. We needed you, Dan. Where was the message? Talking about ad libs. You, you second time this episode. You're real uh, rusty. Oh, my bad. You're real rusty. You're going to have to really read through this one or really listen to this one to uh, get all Jesus the bloopers. Jesus Christ, Miss Evans. You're my just bad. making my job that <laughs> now much. Now you dropping my last name? No, I'm, just, I'm being petty. <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm, being, I'm being petty and that caused you to be petty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Petty sees as well, petty does. Where are we to next, Jess? Tell the people what's been going on in your life. Tell the, catch, catch the people up. Update them. You know what? Congratulations to Jazz. I'll just say it now. Yeah. Hand claps. We, we working on the sound effects still. Gonna, Eight, episode there might be 18. some hand claps. I might give her hand claps <laughs> just for this. That's it. But go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so um, approximately six months ago, almost seven, I started a program at Aveda for SDology, 65-hour weeks for, you know, six months later. I graduated. Hand claps again, please, Nick, if you uh, can. Think about it. <laughs> But yeah, so that's finally over, and um, I'm not sure if I mentioned this on previous episodes, but school, of course, you know, I, I learned a lot about aesthetics and skincare and things like that. Ooh. But I learned a lot about free time management and just management of time period and, and energy. You know, I had to, to cut back and give up on a lot of different things um, just to be able to make it through the program mentally. Okay. You know, physically as well, you know, because I was somebody who I'm not going to sit up here and say I'm a fitness expert or whatever, but I, I like to go to the gym at least four times, four or five times a week. That was always my thing. But being in school, it's like you only have a certain amount of hours. You know, you get a, you go to work at seven, you get out of school at 10. You know, you when, when are you winding down? You know, like you have to have some wind down time. If I go to the gym at, you know, 11, 11 30, get out at 12, 12 30 how many hours do I have to sleep? There's only so many hours in a day. True. So, you know, I had to manage my time, blah, 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 blah. I made it. Nigga, we made it. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't easy, but nothing in life worth having comes easy. Exactly. So that is the moral of that story. But I'm glad I stopped taking my state boards, so it's not official yet. I'm prayers not, up, fingers prayers crossed. Prayers up, fingers crossed. The study book's open. Oh. <laughs> basically so but I'm, I'm glad i'm happy with it you anybody know? got any uh, tips for jazz we're in a great state of michigan so <laughs> tell the people what test you're about to take maybe someone can reach out and help you i don't know it's the state boards for esthetician aesthetics okay. i don't know all right you never know somebody <laughs> might slide through your dm with a, you know a whole little practice syllabus guy whatever I the need fuck somebody to slide through the dm with the test if you <laughs> do that with the written portion yeah. that'd be golden i'm willing to pay <laughs> no big deal all right all right <laughs> Pay a lot. So. Okay, okay. What about you, though? I ain't did nothing, man, since the last time we talked. I took oh, a, oh, I took a oh. few trips. Okay, I ain't really, no big deal. I've been, I went to, I went to Cleveland. Okay. I was in Cleveland. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Cleveland. I had a brother who uh, works in a, I have a brother. I keep, I always said DOJ, but he works for the DOD, Department of Defense. Um, 
He you works. Say, you say DOJ. Yeah, I kept saying DOJ, Department of Justice. I might have oh. kept. I guess kept telling people that, but I it's really it was some deep. slang shit. You was talking my bad. No, no, oh, okay. no, no. Um, but he works for the DOD, Department of Defense, and he was home recently. So I met up with him in Cleveland, got to see my other brothers and sisters. So that was the trip I took. It was cool. FOE. It was it was light. Um, I went to Miami. No big deal. I went to Miami. Got flewed out. I my went bad. to Miami. <laughs> I went to Miami with the team, with 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 um with whole, great people. Whole lot of gang shit. Whole lot of gang shit with great people. <laughs> I seen the snaps. It was a whole lot of gang shit going on. <laughs> it was great times. We got rained out at the beach, which was kind of weak, but. Then again, we didn't give a fuck. We were in Miami. We were drunk. Right. Um, what more can you ask for? Exactly. <laughs> Did the little party boat thing. Miami was cool. Um, went to Vegas as well. I was out in Vegas. Blacked out in Vegas off the Tito's. <laughs> I, I blacked out in my homie crib. Woke up in the truck smoking a blunt. So everything was cool. He said I almost died, though. Oh. Shout out OG Flowers. He said I almost died. But he no saved me. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I was sitting at the counter and I was kind of on the slouch mode and almost hit my head and did all this other shit. But he kind of just carried me over to the couch like a baby and <laughs> laid me out. So if you, you know. don't got friends that can carry you to the couch like a baby when you almost black out and die, get new friends. Get new friends, Period. bro. Like, don't don't have the friends who gonna put you on Snap and have you up on right. uh, World Star Hip Hop. Oh my god, is this nigga dead? We don't know. Nobody's checked his pause. They turn <laughs> they turn you into the meme and shit. Like, right. what do they call it? Is that a meme that they call it? Because this is an old person question. I'm about to ask an old person question. You know, on people Instagram snaps, yeah. where it be a still shot of like another post. That's not a meme. What is that? That's What's like that a called? still shot of a video, right? Yeah. So you have to click that to go to that person's Instagram to see the full video. Okay. See. I don't think it's called anything. Okay. Old people shit. I'm just asking. I'm curious. We are old in here. We already disclaimed that at the beginning. Speak that for yourself. All right. I'm a young whippersnapper. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm a young spring chicken. Babe. Okay. Horny ass. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What? Spring chicken is corny Get her now. Day. Yeah. Blood. All right. Speaking of bloods. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of bloods, Treyway, Tech Nine, oh. whatever. <laughs> Tell us about your man. I mean, here's the thing. Y'all know I've been rocking with Six Nine. You still a fan? I mean, I'm, I'm still a fan of the music. I'm still a fan of the music. I don't care. I like trap. People always are like, you know, what kind of music do you listen He's to? He's a snitch, G. Fuck okay, the music. Okay, wait a minute. People Let's talk about like, the real what kind life. of music do you listen to? I said, I listen to trash. I listen to ignorant music, and I like it. <laughs> I don't care. We're not talking about him and his music right now. Which We're is talking ass. about him and his real life dealings of sitting up here and literally being an industry plant. Okay, well, let's talk about it then. Let's talk about it. Because we got this man who bought his way into a gang, wasn't jumped in, wasn't, you know what I'm saying, he bought his way into a gang, and, at you know, such and such happened, blah, 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 shit started turning left because you don't have the respect because you bought your way into a gang, and now we have this man who, again, wasn't about it, no one ever thought he was about it. And you expect loyalty, and then y'all didn't even give him that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all kidnapped people on his own set doing all this kind of crazy shit to where he fired everybody in the interview on The Breakfast Club. He fired everybody prior to going to jail, so he was already kind of like cut ties. And now you expect loyalty for this man when y'all didn't sold out yourselves by letting somebody buy their way into a gang, and now y'all expect this gangster, this gangster shit. Ooh. I don't really, I don't think that's appropriate. I'm not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> I think Ooh. if you thought that 
uh, he was gonna go to jail and be fucking gangster and bought about it. I think you're naive. Ooh, you you just you, know what I'm saying? you like, just said something to me now. that kind of just you know it, it kind of sparked off to me and it said, hey, how can you expect loyalty from a motherfucker you let buy his way into the game? Come on now. And that's some real shit. Um, I'm, I'm not saying he's not a snitch. I'm not saying nothing. I'm not defending his character, defending his anything. I'm just saying, like, but you're what not surprised. You, I'm not surprised. You're and not if surprised. you are surprised, like, come on, were, were you born yesterday? Like, come Motherfuckers on, motherfucker, be born yesterday. And that's fine, but then don't be surprised with what the world's got going on being born yesterday. Message. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on now. So, um, I mean, I don't, I'm not surprised that he's doing whatever he can to get the minimum time. Who knows what the hell he's going through with there? He wasn't built for that. That's the whole thing. Y'all so, let so him buy his so way who's in. So who's worse? Who's worse in this situation? Is it him for buying his way into this gangster lifestyle, not being prepared for what comes from it, and then turning snitch? Or is it this particular gang swallowing the people that were around or who surrounded themselves around the him gang. for the money? I think everybody won. So... I'm not. We Don't best, hate the player. Hate yeah, the game. We Ooh. we best we best friends and we could do some sh- shit together. Right. But if it comes down and they about to give me 48 years, bitch, you better say something. <laughs> 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 I, I, I ain't gonna snitch on you, but nigga, help me. <laughs> when they add like you know who did it? Nah, I don't know who did it. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Jay, do you know? He talked about 48 years. Well, hold on. That's I, some, that's I some did shit. have a message yeah. <laughs> in my phone. That's a, that's some I'm shit. I'm going to just give y'all my phone. <laughs> scroll the message 45 on, on this date, and I'm going to just get a phone. Y'all find what y'all yeah. find. I think, there, I think there's a line. Cause I, 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 I've never understood the whole concept of no snitching and having loyalty to some shit because I believe that if we, if we fuck with each other and you my nigga, why the fuck would you let me go down for some shit that you know I'm, I got kids? There was anything else like there's a reasonable shit like I we did some shit that they they don't know unless one of us talk. That's different. But if it but if it's some shit, it's like nigga, they we are at the point right now. Hey, they are they a book us, bro. <laughs> you need to. They are the giving. They are about to ruin my whole fucking life. <laughs> and you about to be in. You about to be outside on the street like they. I'm that's outside. what I'm saying. Like, like I'm big yeah, outside. Yeah, like you ain't you ain't locked up. I'm locked up for your shit. Right. And I'm up here like not saying nothing like that. But you live your married life so like yeah. I nobody gives a fuck about that loyalty after shit. So after a court case like happened, it closed. I'm doing 48 years. I'm saying like all right, my nigga in there. He he doing some real shit. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. They ain't putting shit on your commissary. They ain't coming to commissary, see you. They ain't, doing, they ain't doing none of that shit. And mind you, nigga, I got to spend 48 years mind of my you. life. I got to spend 48 years of my life. And all you doing is say, like, nigga, hold it down. <laughs> Free so and so. Hold it down, nigga. Stay strong, brother. Yeah, tagging me on Facebook on Free. shit I can't see. Free Dan. Um, I, yeah, I think, me personally, we have to ask ourselves what's the real definition of honor what's the real definition of loyalty what's the real definition of being a real nigga my godfather um my godfather who was a high-ranking officer in the chicago police department he sat me and my uh my godbrother down one day is there a pinch left thank you um he sat me and my brother down one day after we had did some real stupid shit. We threw some rocks at the back of this bank window and ran. 
one night and we got caught and the police caught us. And when they looked at our IDs, they recognized him being the, you know, the son of this police officer. Super shout out to him. And brought us home. You know what I'm saying? Didn't book us none of that shit. And he was like, y'all learned a few things tonight. He was like, y'all learned a few things tonight. He was like, you learned um, last name. Your last name means everything. Your honor. He was like, even though I'm a cop and I'm high ranking, if my boys don't respect me, they don't like me, they take y'all the last to jail. You know what I'm saying? So that just shows you about my integrity. But this is was the the... The message was more so for us, and it was either you're going to run together or you're going to fight together. But whatever you're going to do, you're going to do it together. So speaking of what Dan is saying, real niggas, when you in that car, I'll give you a perfect example. Me and Tommy got pulled over once, right? Me and Tommy smoking a blunt, had open liquor in the car. Blunt lit. They hit the cherries. Tommy look over me like, yo, you got a cigarette? I'm like, nope. He like, you got some spray? I'm like, nope. He like, well, nigga, hand me the blunt then. Hand on the blunt. I ride for at least another half a mile, mile before I even pull over, we finished the blunt. Make a long story short, me and Tommy ended up in jail tonight, that <laughs> night together. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? We went to court together the same day. We, we did whatever we had to do after that, and we got out of that, but we did it together. Okay. Now, Tommy, would, we did set it up for Tommy to get away, but he ended up getting caught, so we fell out, whatever. But there's no honor amongst anybody anymore, if you ask me. Like, Everything's cool until shit hits the fan in today's society because you've got this cancel culture that everybody's trying to stay as crystal clean as possible. Nobody wants to be connected to shit. Nothing dirty that stinks. Right, R. Kelly's I, people turning on them. I think you have to think about what you just said, you know, today's society and people <coughs> doing shit for clout. I, I think, I just think it's a different, I think like everybody says society has changed over the years. I don't think so. I think before the internet, society was one way, and after the internet and all the social media, it's a total other. Everybody, by and large, used to be very private. We used to be private. And what I mean by private is we were private about our home lives. We were private about different things that we had going on with us inside. You only talk to real friends about that shit. You know what I'm saying? Some of these posts that people make on social media are real deep things that you're putting out here for any and everybody to see when maybe 10 years ago, before you even had this option of putting it on social media, you might only talk to one or two people about it. So I just really think it's a real big mind fuck that's taking place nowadays with people being associated with things, people being portrayed as one way or another, and like with 6ix9ine. The boy wasn't built for it. Am I surprised? Am I surprised? Am I truly surprised that he's up there snitching? I'm not surprised he's snitching, but God damn, the boy is singing. <laughs> I mean, he bringing up people that ain't even, they ain't even. The Cardi B, your girl, he said Cardi B a blood. They Cardi had to come out and say. with the memes. Cardi like, they hey, look, I'm trying to, I was trying to blood out. I wasn't, I wasn't Treyway. I was with some other ones. She but, said Brim, okay. not, uh, not, not whatever. Not Treyway, not okay. Treyway. She, this nigga done brought up Jim Jones. You know what I'm saying? Like. He's actually under a lot. They got conversations with him. I was watching some other with, shit. With male yeah. murder. With yeah, male mur they, he was like so, really. So, like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, God damn, nigga. God damn. Like me, I could be I could be who I am, right? And I could be cool with one of them niggas, right? Mm -hmm. And me and this nigga could be discussing whatever. But because this nigga 6ix9ine is such a fucking snitch, he talks about this nigga. And then me and my conversations with this man comes up. That's got nothing to do with him. Or what y'all brought him in here for, like, he almost, like, the nigga Chief Keith said that he was a 
he was a fed off rip. Remember when he was beefing with Chief? Chief yeah. was like, hey, I'm not fucking with that nigga. If you know Chief Keith, he'll go back and forth on some shit. Mm-hmm. Chief was like, hey, that nigga's a fed. I'm not saying nothing to that nigga. That's crazy. Because he really ended up being that. But then again, I think it's crazy how if he really was a snitch like that and they really used him as a plant, it just goes to show you how far law enforcement will let shit go just so they can get some people. I mean, I don't think he was a... a I mean, of course, it's a snitch, but I don't think he was a plant necessarily. I think, I think. Why are they so lenient with him, though? I think they had seen an opportunity, and it was golden, and they knew what was gonna happen. And that's hip hop police shit for real. And that's exactly for what real. happened because they see this young dude, young dude, come out with rainbow hair, Daniel Hernandez, talking, talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Talking big shit. I can't be shit. touched. I can't be touched. Big got all, B. Got all, like, just all you got this dude. And, and they knew it was a perfect storm. So they was going to write it out. So I don't think that it was they planted him in like, hey, bro, here's your here's your whole thing. Do this. Infiltrate the the Tech 9, whatever. Not Tech 9, but. Uh, Trey, 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 I don't think it was as calculated as that, but I think that they saw what was going to come and roll with it. And it w- and it worked out for him. And I think that if you thought he was going to do anything else than sing like a like a Whitney Houston, you know, before before the crack, I think you're naive. Sing I think like Whitney on the crack if you ask me. <laughs> when he was still blowing when she was on the crack. I just I don't get like so once again my uh, what my question to you okay. is at where's the line when it, do you believe there's a line when it's okay to snitch? Or should you always, no matter no matter what it is that your partner and them are doing, ride out, even if, like how I gave the example of you did some shit Mm-mm. and I'm the one who's in jail. Mm-mm. And as a result of your shit and me not talking, I'm possibly about to get 40 years in prison. Mm-mm. Is that real nigga shit for me to go? Mind you, I wasn't with you when the shit happened. It was literally, if you just thought I would be out of this motherfucker, but I'm only here because you ain't saying shit and because they ain't got nobody else. Is there is there a point when snitching is okay? Or do you just ride out no matter what? Hmm. And you're asking me for me or me in general? You. Me For me? Shit, look, check it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, check it. Look, Playboy, <laughs> you gonna do these years because I'm not gonna do these years. I would say for me, everything everything for me is always circumstantial. But yes, Absolutely. I I do feel there in some instances, depending on what it is. Yeah, motherfucker, go ahead. I might go ahead and snitch, depending on what it is. Really. And I'm gonna add to that because you know this year actually this year 2019 I've had a couple people who are extremely close to me lose people to gun violence and this wasn't somebody who was involved gang banging it was like either they were trying to get somebody else or just an unfortunate situation wrong place wrong time right. and i know that these you know people i'm talking about probably in the past was like you know stop snitching you know the whole thing it was a movement you know i don't know 2000 and circa 2000 something 
you know, it was a whole stop snitching movement. But in the same breath, I know that they want in their heart of hearts whoever knows something to snitch so they can have peace with their, their you know, the, the gun violence that ended their loved one's lives, period. When we talk about snitching, I guess, like, I would say stop snitching with, with a, um, apply to this nigga 6ix9ine. You're someone who came with money, paid to get into the shit, you got into the shit, and now you don't want to be a part of the shit, so now you're ready to get out. So you ready to say whatever, whatever. You literally went and stood on the railroad tracks until the train hit you, okay? You shouldn't be snitching because you went, and, you went over there and fucked with them people. You feel me? But if I'm an innocent bystander or someone so happens to be like an innocent bystander or if you know of some shit that ended up being an innocent bystander getting hit and you feel like it's foul and it's wrong, like, like I said, it's all circumstantial. You know what I'm saying? I really do. Because sometimes I feel like street justice needs to be street justice. Snitching really ain't. Like some shit you just don't need to but tell about because let the streets handle but that But I shit. feel like that's when we come down to real shit and fake shit. And I think True. that's the generation that we're at and that's the time period that we're at. Because you talk about some real shit. You talk about some real gangbangers who that's their that's their life. They got jumped. You know what I'm saying? That's their heart. Like that's their niggas soul. That bang? I you know, know some saying? niggas that bang. That, that like. bang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whole lot of gang shit going on. No, that yes, your lifestyle. I don't. I don't think. It's I don't. I would never exactly. It's not appropriate for you to snitch. I would never hold one of them niggas Versus to that to that type some, of high. No. I would never. I would never be like, bro, you gotta go. I no. no you wouldn't even I know ask you're not that, that question. That wouldn't I, even I just, be a question on the table. I know you're not that type of nigga. But if you're you not about, built like that. You talk about some fake shit. You're not built like that. You bought your way in, so you let the fake infiltrate the real. And what did you expect? Real and, results. And he snitched. But my thing is like, damn. <laughs> Damn. And my shit is that, like, I would be telling on my own shit. If you're smart. If you, I tell on my own shit. If you're smart. My, but see, yeah, niggas don't, but see, niggas don't understand I be telling my own shit because I, I recognize it. And I'm fucked. Half the shit, the other information you only have if I give you. So if you're not offering anything, mind you, the shit that I did is the shit that I did. So fucking so what, you right? Can, so you can book me on my crimes. Right. You, I can only serve on my crimes. Right. And what a lot of people don't know, which is, is really fucked up, prosecutors determine whether your shit goes to trial or not. They also, when they tell you, like, you could get X amount of years or anything else, that's their determination. You haven't even seen a judge. That's why they get you to plead your shit out. It's before why people. Even it's why people judge. agree to crimes they yes. haven't done before because yes. they they get you afraid. It's yes. like if if we take this to trial, you're you're, you're going to this. get. You're yeah. looking at this. You're so you might as well take this shit because they're trying to get like a high like rate of. And so my shit is that if it's nothing like serious for real and nothing like really like that, I'm going to admit to the shit that I did. Swear to God. And then we just leave it at leave it at that. I don't. The whole when he was bringing up everybody in this zone with this shit, I'm going to answer. I'm gonna be white. I'm gonna answer what you asked me. <laughs> what did you? I did this. I did this. I and see, like, like that's the thing. Do the you know what Jasmine did? See, can't say what Jasmine did. I'm not. I'm not really sure what what she had probably gave. I don't know. She came to some cookouts. <laughs> I don't. I never. I never actually asked her. If she was a part of some shit. So I don't, I'm not aware. 
And see, niggas. And so I'm not lying. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Look, I am here to talk about my specific like case. Exactly. And my specific what I personally did, I did some shit that was this whatever. Yeah, that's real nigga shit though. And see, people. And see, people. Some people haven't been in that position before. Once upon a time, I got arrested for some stupid shit, and that was the first thing out the cop mouth. Hey, this is who I'm really after. We know you and so and so have affiliation. Tell me what. I know I want to know about so and so. We'll make your shit go away, and I'm more so. Hey, might as well take me to the motherfucking station. I see y'all niggas in court, cause I'm not about to tell you about this man. That man has nothing to do with what you got me for. Again, that sounds like real nigga shit. Now, as much as I like Six Nine's antics, his social media presence, and his music, did I think he was a real nigga? No. Did you ever think he was a real nigga? Never. 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 Ever. Never. Is Why Gucci a real nigga? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously though, like you know. What I I'm never saying? thought like, that. I I didn't think he was a plant, but I also thought he just wanted them entertaining rap ass niggas. Yeah. Can I can I ask a question real quick? That's about the whole six nine stuff because it's kind of what I had the other day. When we say is six nine a real nigga, he's not a nigga. He's not. Why even, do we say that? Like I, I <coughs> like is there like I I I struggle with with that shit. You I, know I talked about six nine's fake shit and how his first. His first song, because I, I, his first song, which was all about saying nigga over and over again, and 6 9 is... Not even a nigga. He's Mexican. Right. Um, there's there's a distinctive shit in Mexico about, like, difference between black. You see what Fat Joe Mexican. did the other, other yeah, day? But a lot of, yeah, but a lot of people who are from Puerto Rico, like, they are nigga because there is no indigenous Puerto Ricans anymore right. when they brought over, like, slaves. They're actually, like, black and indigenous, like, shit. I'm always like feel a little like I felt uncomfortable with six nine making his song about like nigga over and over again and then going and cro- and touring across the world and Europe with nigga, all nigga, white nigga. audiences with his main number one hit about like nigga shit. Okay, what is- so I have a couple things on that. What any rapper, any black rapper that says nigga is going across these same European you know concerts saying nigga nigga nigga. And for me, the, I don't I don't necessarily use nigga as a term for black people. I just kind of use it in as general. A, as a term, as a term, as if just niggas are people, right? Niggas are people. Right. Sometimes niggas are niggas. Right. Sometimes niggas are people. But so, you know why you have that privilege? You, what? Because I'm a half breed. But would you say? But would you say if if a, so? Where, would you would say you it if you was fully Mexican? I can't say that. I don't because know. You exactly. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know the life. Would you say nigga, nigga, nigga like that around your whole I Mexican family? I don't say family? nigga, nigga, nigga like that. Period. Okay. You know, like okay. I, that's just not my thing. Okay. I just say it when I say it. Okay. Just like if I would say sis or or bro or anything else, I might say nigga. So you use it as a term of, of endearment. I wouldn't say endearment. Well, you know, just a term. I use, it, I use it just like you can use. You just like you can use the words bitch, like you know what I'm saying. Right. I might to call refer one to my, to refer to women. I might say, well, I might call one of my friends a bitch. bitch. I might call Dan a bitch. What? I might call a bitch a bitch. You what know about what a saying? group of women bitches? I could. Would you refer to a, the female races bitches? What like if, like, like, said, like a not, bitch would woo woo woo. I'm not using I'm bitch just as a derogatory term. I'm, I'm not using, using it as a derogatory a term. term. I'm just using it as a general term. X. You know what I'm saying. So for me, but there was, um, and I can't remember, I would shout it out, but I can't remember. I was just watching a whole bunch of things on the 6 9 knowing that we were going to talk about in the uh, podcast. And one, um, it wasn't a podcast. It was more like a TMZ type of reporting, whatever. 
but she was saying that she had been had a problem with that you know you have this mexican you know individual who is using freely using the n-word you have surrounded by black culture mm-hmm. and funded if you will even by black culture and supported mm-hmm. if you will by black culture and you know you have these black bodyguards and she took it to a point where i really didn't i didn't agree with it necessarily but black bodyguards putting their life on the line for you and you know and you're they're fine with him saying that word nigga and she was saying she always had a problem with it she had a flashback everything she was really in her feelings about it but i mean to me i don't know it's and, and maybe you're right. I do have the privilege because I'm a half breed. I don't know, but so so to to speak to what you just said, nobody had a problem with with Big Pun and Fat Joe saying the shit as long as they said the shit. So I think it just depends on what did Fat Joe say. You kind of alluded to that. I'm, I'm not familiar. Fat Joe basically said that uh, Mexicans can say nigga or maybe say nigga more than black people because we are, they identify with all the stigmatism and everything that comes with being frowned upon, looked down upon, I imposed mean, upon, Culturally, enslaved. that is true. Who who do so, they hate second or maybe even worse than black people in America? So Mexicans taking all the jobs. So, <laughs> but to answer your question, and it was like, why do we use the term nigga, right? Because my, my thing is, because when we went to our high school, which was diverse, um, I've diverse heard, loosely, yeah. it wasn't yeah. even equal. Yeah. It was diverse. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, but I've heard Chinese people say "nigga," yeah, uh-huh. who identify with black culture. Uh huh. Um, like it, I it always bothered me, and that's one of the reasons why I really couldn't get like behind it. Like it was because he's if he didn't have rainbow hair, he would be a white passing. Hispanic, because what people don't understand is that being Hispanic, it, it has nothing or met, it's not a it's not a specific like color shit. You there's it's white, there's act. black, and in Mexico they they deal with their own races, exactly. like stuff. People who have slavery like in their DNA who are darker right. are discriminated against in Mexico. Right. Like it's different shit. So with six nine and his white complexion, and being surrounded by all black people in this original vision with all black bloods, all the other shit. And it was like, it was crazy as fuck to me, like seeing that. And that's why for me with him going overseas with the, his white passing like face, uh, I don't know what his hair is, but I'm just saying like his, his white passing face with all like white audiences and saying like niggas that, and there's one of the reasons why I think that music in itself, um, which why I'm not a fan of like music saying nigga anymore really because I really can't be mad at you because music is a vibe and it's weird with the whole shit. That's always been my thing on it just real quick and I'll let you keep going. Like you can't expect an artist and you can't expect a super fan who knows every lyric to that to that song to skip over nigga. You want what? When do you want them to skip over nigga when they saying it sixty five times in a song? When do you want them to skip over it? every time? Do you want to skip around, skip over it when they're around their black friends? When do they skip over it? Because in the when you're just singing a song, you're kind of just singing a song. I always felt like for me, the word nigga is always about like any word is about the intent behind it. Are you saying this maliciously to get under my skin? Are you saying this because you're you're you know have a bias towards you know whatever? Why are you saying it? How are you saying it? What is the feeling behind it? Because I've had white friends say nigga, and I was not offended. 
You know what I'm saying? But they not just nigga, nigga, nigga this, nigga that. It's not. They not just saying it like that. It's not just like that. It's like it's about how they said it, and so, and that causes the offense. So yeah. I feel like nigga. I feel like the word nigga is black privilege. It's black privilege. Only only the black race would take a word that was supposed to be used against us to hurt us and turn it into what it's become. You know what I'm saying? And we, we've turned nigga from a racial bias, derogatory term into something that the creators like to call themselves as a term of endearment and will try to give me an essay about why they can do it and why it's cool. So I think that just speaks to black culture and how we're able to take things and make it appeal to any and every fucking body, okay? Because if I called a white person a nigga back in the 50s, they would laugh at me. If I called a white person a nigga now, they would feel like they're my best friend because I was so comfortable to call them nigga. And because now they probably more than likely feel comfortable to say nigga around me and think it's okay to say it. So I think that just speaks to us in our culture in our history and what we're able to do. I think the problem with the word is that for so long over so many generations it's been identified as something very, very bad. Well, I'm here to say it. It's about to be 2020. Segregation was like 50, 60s. We damn near, what, 50, 60 years past that? And all the generations of people who truly lived through that shit, they're old as fuck. Then the next generation are their kids. How strongly are their kids going to hold on to certain principles and certain this, that, and the third? What I'm saying is a lot of shit, as far as racism goes, is getting phased out. I think amongst us, and right here in this room, we would refer to whoever is nigga, and we would understand that we're not just saying it as black person we might even be saying talking about someone white we're just saying nigga as and referring to a person but see the thing is this type of camaraderie or this type of understanding has now become a social norm so when you talk about segregation and being so long ago one it's not it's not long ago it's a blip in time um i'm my father was born in 53 or 57. So, hold okay, on, hold go, on. go ahead. Is I'll, that, I'll, I'll um, explain why I said so is long that, ago. Is that uh, I'm saying I'm the first generation like to actually like be born. I'm five years away from, sla- or five generations away from slavery. Right. Um, when we say in, in retrospect that it's such a long time ago, one of the reasons why I'm not a fan of it in music anymore, and I personally wish, um, that I could remove from my vocabulary. I struggle with it, but a lot of black people struggle with it because it's been ingrained into us because of our whole like, lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But, it, and I'm gonna touch on that. Uh, to me, music, we, music brings us together and it's shit that I move with. So I'm not religious, but I like gospel music. Okay. I can feel the music. Right. And the contents of the lyrics cannot feel me. Too. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, so, I get it. so with so with that, uh, I'm not a fan of us using it in music because it shouldn't be a shocker to us 
when when we say Black Lives Matter, they say All Lives Matter because they believe that we are the same. What do you mean? I say, I say, nigga, and I and I love Black folks, so we we are niggas. So what do you mean, Black Lives Matter? All Lives Matter. We're all the same stuff. We say yeah. niggas together. We all like kick it. Yeah. We all do whatever else because we don't have a like uh, a set. Which for me, my wife, my wife friends can't can't say that to me. And and part of the the shit is that uh, there's some shits or actually not some shits. There's a lot of shits in life that black people and Hispanics cannot do and Latinx like people cannot do in this country. A lot of shits. We can't drive with multiple motherfuckers in the car. We gotta keep our music down. There's a lot of shit that we, you have one thing. Well, you can that, do yeah, it, but you know it that, comes yeah, with a certain, but a certain it, yeah, risks to but it. But you have one thing that you're asked to not do and will complain and say that, well, I need to be able to do that shit too. They're, they're of recognizing your, your privilege and say that, you know what? There is one thing in life that I'm being asked not to do. Everything else, I can tear up a bar if I want to and be able to be there on Monday. Um, I can do whatever the fuck I want to, drive, like, steal some shit, and I had to worry about the consequences. Do whatever the fuck else I want. You have literally one thing, and these other people had to live with a whole list of gamuts of shit they have to do every fucking thing, or not that they can do, that they can't do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And to me... Um, I struggle with the whole like I would love to remove it out of my vocabulary, but I recognize that I don't believe that we we adopted nigga because we thought it was cool and we were actually trying to change the shit. I think that when you're several hundred years in a country of being like you know degraded Oppressed. like and shit, you become accustomed to just using the terms that they called us. Right. So they called us a nigger, a negro, a colored nigger. Like, so we just got used to the shit because like, that's all the fuck we were. Right. It's the same shit as in like, I'm not a fan of whooping my children because I believe that it's slave mentality. That the only reason why we are more violent with our people than anybody else is because we got used to the only way to get a nigger to know how to act is to beat their ass. So if we don't beat their ass, they won't do the shit that we told them to do. So inflict pain on them. True. Use an extension cord. Use a fucking branch off a tree. And we've grown up with this shit saying like, oh, white kids don't. Why do you think that no other fucking race uses shits that are brutal, that leave marks on our children? But we do this shit because it's been ingrained to us. True. So to me, that's the same thing with the name nigga. We've been called it so long that we just learned to accept it. And deal with I'm it. a nigga. That's all. Is that I'm a nigga? Still nigga. Yeah. Still nigga. Always. So I... So to speak to something you said, and I don't, I can't really elaborate on it, but to speak to something you said, um, my father was born in forty eight, my mother was born in forty nine. So I feel you, I definitely feel you on that. But the reason why I say we're so far away from that, and 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 that type of ideology, or they might have figured out the way to to change it and how they brought it across in the nineteen sixties and the nineteen seventies. What I saw in as far as production of film. TV, radio, music, ain't nothing like what it was in the 80s. Ain't nothing like what it was in the 90s. And the shit that took place in the 2000s, people in the 70s would have lost their fucking mind. That's why I say we're so far away from it. Because society has become a fucking microwave. It went from, we used to cook shit over a fire, like society, real shit. Follow me and, 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 and tell me if you don't understand what I'm saying. But the way society has moved throughout life over the past 60 years, niggas went from cooking over a bonfire to cooking in a fucking microwave. You get what I'm saying? People's thought process as a society 
people, the way they see things as a society, went from cooking over a bonfire to cooking with a microwave. That's why I say we're so far away from it. When I was a kid, the word nigga was so taboo, it would never be said on TV. Cinemax titties used to be the closest thing you get to some pornography on regular basic channels. I turn on the last OG, they saying nigga, nigga, nigga. I turn on Boondocks, they saying nigga, nigga, nigga. I turn on some of these TV shows that come on Fox, they showing me titties, uh, FX, breasts, all different. So that's what I'm saying. We're so far away from it. And the reason why I say we're so far away from it is because, like you said, it wasn't that long ago. And look how far away from it. And we're not even that. It's kind of hard to explain. But, yes, time, it's close. But in ideology, it's so far away from each other. I understand both, honestly, both perspectives. And I think it's about exponential growth. True. You know what I'm saying? It's about exponential. And I felt like... In the same breath, I 100% get where you're coming from. I also get where Dan's coming from because you talk about five generations away from slavery. So you talk about, you know, what did your, you know, great-great-grandfather do? Well, he was just getting over his great-great-grandfather being right. a slave. Right, you right, know what right. I'm saying? And, like, for us to have different um, perspectives and different, uh, I don't want to say privileges, but opportunities to go to things like the Whitney Plantation and see, like, we're on, we were on the plantation like in the to, 60s to be and, and, in but, it. but see that's my point in you know? the 60s it was like that now look at it look at it at least 50 years later and look what what, what here, changed. Here's what I'm that pendulum that, is, is that in the 60s niggas were still working the plantation and slavery ended a hundred years beforehand but, right. they st- but niggas kept working because they couldn't because of racism in the south right like that what I what I mean is that when we say about the so far away is the same shit as when black folks say that I won't see another slave movie because we there's so many of them out there. Actually, there's not. There's really it's not. Le- it's less than 10. Like, there, there's there's not a lot of them. And the reason why the they movies, just like, hit us hard. The, but, the Butler, the Nat Turner like movie, The Help, all these other shits are important. My grandmother was the help. Right. Those, those things are important on why we have to encourage our younger people and our generation to see these shits when they come out. Because the longer that we don't talk about these things, the more the more they're forgotten. How do you get Trump to become a fucking president who gets up and race and talks about racism openly, which I didn't believe in so that because we were taught in school is that slavery happened, civil rights movement happened, MLK died, everything was better. Trump being elected woke up my blackness because I believe that like motherfuckers won't bloke for that. Like I'm like, all right, people, racism we're, is just. We're, see, people, we're totally ra- different there. Racism, totally different but I believe there. that racism is just it's just a pocket of white folks like in the south. Oh, they ain't, oh, they ain't whatever. Like it, oh, there's no, no there's no type of thing. But I didn't recognize. Hold on, y'all agree with him? Oh yeah. What do you mean you? What? Hold on, he just said this, and I told him like, you know, he said it like, um, whatever. And that, and that's and what I recognize is that even though. Even though, like, stuff has, like, changed over, like, the timing has changed, people's perceptions haven't changed that much on at, black culture. If, if, if Racism, at all, though. Yeah. Racism, schools are more segregated today than back then in the past. True. They are. New York City is one of the biggest proponents of, like, racial segregation in schools. Um, our perception is that media and seeing stuff on TV, we believe that... Um, because we see more of each other, 
Therefore, our situations have changed and we are more of the same. Right. And they're not. Black people have not progressed economically in the way that during the financial crisis, black households lost majority of their fucking light wealth. It's also because we were targeted for subprime mortgages. Yeah. So all of these different things that the, the nigga argument and all the stuff of saying that we're so far, the reason why I think that you had to change that wording is because it makes it seem that stuff is is, is, is ch- better. Different. We've tried better. Yeah, because it, it, that's what I'm saying. Like right, it's saying no. like, boom, we've got we got a whole bunch of stuff, and black women die at a high rate at during pregnancy. With the healthcare crisis. Yes, because uh, medical apartheid. Which, if you haven't read that book, is a fucking great like book. Still today, my our friend who's a nurse talks about how nurses talk about black patients during while they're at the hospital not having a, a series of pain like tolerance towards stuff like we're still dealing with the exact same stuff the problem is that because media social media and our perception that we are all friends that we're all the same shit is why we don't even fight for the same stuff we don't believe that we have to because Be- we feel like we actually have inclusion black now. culture yeah. has been you know idealized or idolized even you it's, know it's and been, it's so it's cool been profitized. It's, it's so cool it's to be black and, and you know you want to do all this thing you know to to emulate black culture that's why we think oh it's cool so you know we're under you know i think this is a perfect segue H&M released an ad not too long ago. Um, they had featured that what they were saying was supposed to be like kids after school. Yeah, the after school look. Yeah, they after had the black school girl look, looking wild. They had the black, you know, the young black girl, brown skin, chocolate, beautiful skin. Um, and she had the, uh, what what would they call it? Just the, the ponytail that's not there. I can't think like the word that they use, but we used to talk about that in school. You know, like you ain't even got a ponytail, came for your hair in a ponytail. Right. And then it was messed up. And then they had all these you know, other races. I don't even say white because I feel like there was an Asian girl on there. And the they had, I feel like they had every race across they, the board with know, some fucked up hair. With fucked up hair. But, you know, with this particular one, people, it was, it, it really created an outrage and a divide in our culture. And I can see both arguments, but when I first saw the ad, I just thought, hell no. I, hell I, no. I thought that too. And then I saw the other ads and I'm like, Okay, look, they got the little Asian kid looking crazy. They they had a child that looked like they could have been Caucasian looking crazy. I just think it's when when black folks don't see black folks represented how black folks think black folks are supposed to be represented, we have an outrage about it. That that's just what I think. I might be wrong, I might be right. With the H and M ad, had I never seen those other photos of any other kids looking crazy. Okay, now you've got my attention. They bold as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that after school look shit. You got this black child out here with the nappiest hair looking crazy. But I could have swore I saw a little white girl with her hair looking just as wild. So I don't really have a problem with it. My thing is, though, my thing is, and this this could be like, I don't want to, I'm just going to say it at this point. Not all brown skinned black babies have hair like that you know what i'm saying like i think that they they kind of have a responsibility as advertisers to to kind of portray what 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 they put out is going to be a norm right so you look at that ad quote quote unquote but what would you a social norm what would you would you have like the lighter skin no 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 no. here's the thing if it was a lighter skin people let's be it was a lighter lighter skin skin girl with the same type of coarse hair looking crazy would that been better because then if it was a lighter skin 
child. Or colorism, I should say. They would have had full curly hair, and it would have still been wild and crazy, but that would have been it. It would have been full and curly because the, the insinuation would have been that she's mixed. So she has good because hair. She, because she's light-skinned. Because she's light-skinned, right, she's right, right, mixed, right, right, has right, good right. hair, whatever. My thing was, even if, even in the black community, <laughs> even if the hair was like that, it just, it's not appropriate. I, I don't know how else to say it. It's just not appropriate. Was it just a bad ad overall, regardless of the child in the race? No, for me, the reason why the little black girl was a big deal is because America's history with portraying black children that way. The caricature of that is a pickaninny. Black little pickaninnies were black children that they had an ass with unkept hair and big lips and dark skin. So that's would, why the ad is not. So it that's why matter, it's not a, it wouldn't matter whether it was the after school look or not. It was just a bad look to go with. Is what yeah, understanding and that and for me, okay, those type of things happen with not having a diverse staff on like shit. If you would have had like black people on your staff who are on your marketing stuff, especially after your whole banana like situation that happened like a year ago, you would have people who would have a different perspective who would be able to tell you in the same way that. Big B did with their coffee and what they call them beaners beforehand. Now, mind you, a lot of, <laughs> oh, but, mind, shit. but mind you, it's because a lot of these like ad rooms, it's only white people who are in these rooms. Right. So when you talk, I had a client who I was working with and they had a beer that was offensive towards my room of people of color who are my focus groups. But their whole shit was that none of their customers had complained about it before. And but all of their customers are white. So be, so even though they're so so therefore, but so they had never had it. They had never had somebody look at it and say like, oh, shit, never mind. Because because easily I did, even before I saw the other people like, oh, no, why they got her look like that? That was I because they, I, 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 I thought they had a looking wild, too. But then I was like. But Do I've they got some other kids? That's the only but, thing I ask. Do they have some other kids? But don't, I, I don't believe that those kids just came straight out of school. I'm sorry. I've seen kids at school. They don't look. Those don't kids look were like styled. That. I'm sorry. They, those they kids were styled. Were styled. Like right, 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 right. Those right. kids were styled. I've never seen. So they, when they talk about like the Asian kid and the white kid, it looked like all. We they were styled. We recently saw the memes for the before and after school pics, and they ain't look like that. <laughs> it you just right. doesn't. It, it doesn't make sense to me. They were styled. So to me, it's about not having diversity on your marketing team that can tell you that, hey, I know y'all thought it was a good idea, but y'all didn't look at it from this like perspective, which means that they need more diversity on their team. And this is a nationwide shit with a lot of So companies. let me throw something at you. Let me throw something at you. In this country, are we led to believe that white people still hold the majority as far as how many people in this country? What do you mean? There's more white people in this country than anybody. We're led to believe that, yeah. There is, right? Yeah. So, with an ad like that, right, who would that entice? Who might find enjoyment in seeing something like that? Well, that's why I'm talking about the responsibility that they have. Wait, wait. Just follow me. Just follow me, though. One would say a white person would find humor in that, right? Yeah, it it placates towards well what they what they've always done, right? Yeah, is that they've always seen black folks look like that. So right. it looks so here's what a little black girl looks like. So it's marketing, it's advertising, right? Mm-hmm. Is it crazy to think that these companies who have these outrageous racial, racially biased or racially wrong promo or ads come out, are they really doing it wrong? Or are they just really promoing to who they've always been promoing to, which is white people, because white people are majority people in this country. 
White people are the majority people with the money. White people are the majority of the people who. White so people what, are not going to be outraged. So why? I know, yeah. but what I'm saying is they're going to see it and indulge in it. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. like, that's the point. The so, majority yeah. or white people are not going to be it, outraged. So, so my question is, are these really miscalculated steps? Or are these more so calculated steps? It, I say that because it, yeah. you have people like Trump. Because Trump, no matter what anybody says, Donald Trump got elected president, right? Oh. Donald Trump. Mm. He got elected president, right? No matter how you want to slice it, Donald Trump is president. You, do the, you follow what I'm saying? The dude occupying the White House. The dude occupying the White House okay. got elected, right? So you follow what I'm saying? Do you do you see what I'm saying? If he got elected president, right? Mm-hmm. But H&M to come out with an ad like that who would probably swing to his voter base, is it not so wild to think that maybe this shit isn't an accident? And they'll just keep coming out and saying the accident. And they knew as what it, they was doing. It's really done yeah. deliberately. It's yeah. really and done I don't, on purpose. And so, so as a result, I plan to not shop there. What H and M? Yeah, I was never at H and M first. I'm a, so I'm a bit. I'm so I'm one of the you know the black people that when I say I, I boycott a place, I boycott them indefinitely unless they come out and do something dramatically like different. What can they do yeah. though? What, nothing. What, it's what nothing to be done. One 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 thing that they they could do, which they said they were going to do, like that is actually making strategic like hiring practices to add on so people of color action. into like their huh so affirmative action it's not it is adding diversity which is what affirmative action has always been right affirmative action was never about non-qualified individuals it's saying that you all need to go out and outside be diverse of your, outside I'm, outside I'm not, of your i'm not saying i'm and, not and saying who, affirmative what action demographic benefited more most from affirmative action I, i'm not saying affirmative action white women i'm mm. not saying <laughs> Hello. Those are facts. I'm not, saying, I'm, not, I'm not saying affirmative action in a, in, a, in a bad way. I'm saying affirmative uh, affirmative action in, in being diverse. Yeah, yeah. because being you, need, you need to go out and actually and I, actively seek diversity. If if you if that's what you care about, and I don't not, I don't think they do. If, and and if you don't, then that's cool. I don't. But think my they black do. ass would not be spending my dollars. I here. feel you. I though. also won't be buying Gucci. I also won't be like. I'm sorry. Kanye West, I still have kids. He's a fucking coon, bro. Like, don't bring yeah. up Kanye West's name on this podcast. I didn't know, I didn't know if you was fucking, fucking with. Hell I didn't know if you, niggas are Because people were giving him a pass in hey, Sunday look, service. Hey, you, you they were giving him a pass. That was, want, his, that was his key back into the black. Yeah, they like, you want to know the yeah. truth? Come on now. You want to know the truth? You want to know how I feel about Kanye? He's been a coon this whole fucking time. They, All the way yeah. since college dropout. He's been a coon the whole time. Because niggas been giving him a pass since he's like, whole time. Oh, Kanye does some gospel. No, it's not. And he didn't even do gospel. He did did a choir. This nigga did Sunday service, right? So he figured out something. If you ever watch Gucci, remember when Gucci had the the choir in the back? Uh So he took Gucci idea, right? He doing some Chicago house music. He up there doing the percolator a couple times. He got a couple gospel songs. And he's doing all the good R&B songs that sound like he could be singing to God or your significant other. And he threw that shit in the set, okay? All right. Let me let me. Kanye's a fucking coon. Let I hate me segue that. Off I do of not that. like that. Let me nigga. segue after that and ask y'all both a question. How? Because this kind of goes back to simulation and you know the whole thing. How do you think in the ad we we saw all the other races in the ad, right? You know, Asian, whatever, white, of course, Hispanic, even maybe I don't know. I didn't see the other ads. I just saw basically her, and I saw a couple other people with. If the Hispanic hair. kid would have been bald, I've been okay. What style should the chocolate baby have had? They, should, they shouldn't have had a fucking after school ad, period. 
But see, that's what I'm saying. That's why I, I wasn't so outraged so, by it because all of them looked like they was fucked up. All of them looked terrible. So damn, what so, style? All of them looked me, styled to me, I would To me, I would have preferred if you're going to show the beauty of a, uh, a black child's like hair. Well, we're not trying to show the beauty, I'm just, though. I'm just saying, she asked how I would have like done stuff Down, instead. out, yes. froed. Is froed. Exactly. Is a fro that's moisturized. For one, and so that because a lot of black, there are so many black people who are out here with natural hair, and it's fucking phenomenal. It's cur- like it's full. But would have been, been an after like but, school. But look. actually, I had a Facebook memory. I, natural doesn't mean that you just wake the fuck up and go and do what you got to do. You yeah. still have to but put product been in a, your but hair. But see, period. we're talking about the theme of the ad. So the thing. So that's why I'm I. I'm not talking about the theme of the ad. No, I'm, no, talking, I'm about talking about specifically. About, I'm talking what? about specifically this with the theme of the ad. The theme of the ad was after school look. All them fucking kids look like they could have been on some after school shit like they had a rough day. Whether the girl's hair looked like it was styled like that or not, it did look messy. All the other kids' hair looked messy. So I bold. get what I think it looked bold beyond messy because if somebody would have if that's how your mom's okay, so it wasn't how your mom styled your your hair in the beginning of the day, but that's how you her, looked at the playing at the running hair around started and like that, it would have been way crazier. I I said all that to say this. I went blonde recently. You know, recently I had went blonde, loved it. They definitely have more fun. No, anyway, terrible. Any, anyhow, um, but you know, you know, as far as the simulation, you know, tip and what we feel more comfortable with, I do feel like going blonde. I just, I had always questioned it that I dabbled <coughs> in the the uh, the fox locks, whatever. So that gave me the inspiration because I was like, I know it will look right on my complexion. That was always more my question, but. Being blonde, and I would, you know, of course, I work retail, so I was around many people, and I would see all these, you know, white girls' blonde hair, and I never, I didn't think I would think anything of it. I just went blonde because I knew it was going to be good on my skin. It was going to be fire. I was going to Vegas, you know, what would do I? I didn't think about anything else other than that. But going blonde, I did feel like, I don't know, I just had moments of feeling like, did I sell out? Did I do this? Did I do that? I had moments of questioning it or or even how do I look? You know what I'm saying? Like, what right. message am I sending right. that this is the only thing? Now, mind you, I've had purple hair, black hair, red hair. But only you know, the blonde is actually Only the blonde has, has made me feel that way, it's, you know? It's crazy you said that because I've got the locks and I've kind of been having that. It, it, the longer they get, like, when they were all pent up and braided up, it was cool. I didn't really get the looks. Right. But now that I took the braids out and they're down and, you know, I've got Whip some your hair throat. back and forth. Whip your hair back. You know, <laughs> a little bit now, you know. I got a little lip. little but, hang time. Okay. But, but I get what you're saying. I can fully understand because now that I had a locks, it's like, you know who's, who's, who I've noticed looking at me weirdly or, like, suspiciously? It's been my own people. Mm-hmm. It's been my own. It's, it's How been, so? They looking at me like I'm one of these little goon ass niggas ready to rob and shoot up some <laughs> shit. I'm not going to hold you. Right. And even when I didn't have locks, because this is the second time I did it, but even before when I didn't have locks, I used to stereotype people like that with locks. Like, oh, a little dark skinned nigga with locks. You're a demon. You know what I'm saying, and now I'm Damn. a and now I'm a little dark skinned nigga <laughs> with locks, and people are looking at me like you're a demon, right? And so I I get what you're saying with the light skin complexion and the blonde hair. It's like, ooh. Well, even even to piggyback off of that, like a lot of people have said, oh, you know, I love your hair. I love your. Hair. I got so many compliments on the hair, but a lot of you know 
brown skinned women was like you you know but i couldn't do that and i'm like i mean this isn't i guess it just made me question i don't even maybe even have a real question for it but it's like why it's hair to me at the end of the day it's hair I've had many different styles that would not come naturally with my hair. I've had styles that would come naturally with my hair. So it's like people in 2019, people are doing crazy things with their hair, whether it be, I'm talking about Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, blue, indigo, violet. I seen a nigga with some pink and lavender hair the other day. So You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's just like people look at, you know, white girls, you know, blonde hair white girls with dreads and they think oh she's trying to be black or oh da 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 I just think she's a fucking stinky ass hippie but that's me I mean that is one stereotype you know I'm not, not gonna speak and on I'm that and I'm sticking with that one not gonna speak on that too much but like I just I just feel like there is there's so many layers to the country there's so many layers to the to the history there's so many layers to the struggle and at the end of the day, for me, it's about expressionism, you know, to express myself. And if I want to be blonde, I can be blonde. If I want to be orange, I can be orange. If I want to be pink, I can be pink, you know. But it, it's crazy that we put so much emphasis on hair to where now how somebody's hair is styled in the ad can be a racial, converse, you know, conversation. It's just, I mean, it's, it's it's crazy. Just an observation. It's not really like a point necessarily. No, but it's, it's an just, observation. It's an observation. It's a statement. I feel it. I definitely feel it. Um, I feel like a lot of this shit, like dark-skinned girls, and I love a chocolate woman. I will sit up here and tell I you. I love chocolate skin. I, I w- I'm so much darker. You know, so, quick, quick crazy sidebar. Um, my Growing up in my household, I was the darkest one in the house. My mom is Mexican. My sister's high yellow, my sister's dad high yellow, lighter than me, and I, you know, and I'm not, I'm like, nigga, you red, nigga, you yellow, red, red, yellow, nigga, light you, skin. I'm light skin as fuck, right? Yeah. But I was the darkest person in my household. That's crazy. So in my mind, I always see myself it's as dark. being darker dark than I am. Nah. I, right, but and it's crazy, <laughs> but like literally, I will be nice to people who are caramel, you know, whatever, like a rich caramel and you're skin. Like, I'm dark skin and too. I and I'm like in my literally in my mind when I see myself, I'm their color. Really, but they're like, no, nah, nah, bitch, you're not. Nah, like you, not, not at all. You're not like either. three, four shades lighter than me. But in my mind, I I am, and I actually just had that revelation not too long ago, you know. And I talked to one of my coworkers, really my assistant, but. She was saying on the flip side that, you know, she'll go for a darker foundation because in her family, she was the lightest one in the household. So she always kind of wanted to be darker. Not necessarily saw herself as being darker, that's but crazy. It, it's just there's so many layers, so many levels. And you've seen my mom. She may be a shade, what, darker than you? My sister may be a shade darker right. than you. Maybe same shade. As- I, I'm a shade darker than my father. I was always the darkest in the family. And growing up, I struggled with being feeling like, God damn, I'm so fucking black. Like, right, ugh. and you're not even. You're brown skin. No, I'm brown skin as shit. Yeah. Like, I've seen some black ass. Right, things. right, right. <laughs> we we can go down the line I and seen some name some, things. you know. You so, so. But you know what? I don't have anything clever or witty to say as a as an end all be all. You don't? I don't. I yeah, was, we. I, I told you this. I told I've been you thinking this about it this whole episode. Like, what can I say that's going to be just like, ha? Huh? You back. Made um, you think. What you would call I'm it? I'm back, bitches. What you gonna call it? It's Brandy, bitch. No. Oh my god. 
We'll discuss. Me and Jazz are going to discuss after the show. Uh, next time we gonna link up, but you can look for us sometime in October for sure. For sure. For 100%. sure. One hundred percent. We got we got a lot of things on deck. We got a lot more coming up the Jazzy World podcast, Jazzy World ENT, if you will. Ooh. Um, but we have a lot more. We have a lot of uh, special guests brewing. I'm not yeah. gonna say anything because you know, people niggas and they schedule be you know sometime and changing and whatnot. You know, oh, I can only speak for myself. Let me put that out there right now. Um, so we got a new podcasting hosting home or podcast host home. It's Anchor.fm. So if you've been listening to us on SoundCloud and that's what you want to continue to do, cool, do that. But we're going to direct everybody to everybody. Please. To, <laughs> everybody <laughs> to Anchor FM. Uh, check us out on the Anchor app. You know what I'm saying? You can send us donations. Um, I'm things proud. Like that. Not too proud to beg. You know what I'm saying? Jazz has still got merch. I'm looking at one of her hats right now, so that's still on deck. I'm pretty sure she can get T-shirts on deck. So T-shirts, hat, honestly, whatever you want. And there's so, more, so much more to come on that. But as always, I really want to thank the listeners for tuning in. I know this is probably our longest episode nah, to date. Dan's a, a first show. We're, we're getting close to it. but Was it longer than this? Dan's first episode. I didn't like re-listen to that. What was I saying? Hour 53, 54, <laughs> maybe two hours. Are you saying it's because of me? I was just saying <laughs> Dan's other episode was the longest episode. <laughs> no, but uh but thank you guys so much. I know it's been a break. Sorry, you guys sometimes just take that mental health. Take care of yourself. Self love is, is the first love, honestly. It's the best I think love. It's best love. Most sincerest love. And I am with all that. Thank y'all so much for tuning in and tune in next time. More to come. Get excited. Get with it. Search at session. Oh, search um, Session Combo Network on Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We're on five different places. So check us out. All right. We out. Easy.